0: We'll go ahead and turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 27. We're continuing, of course, uh, um, our study of the book of Genesis. We're beginning to see the details of the life of Jacob. You know, we started with Abraham, then Abraham to Isaac. And we said Isaac didn't have much about him. Abraham had a lot. Isaac basically had just one chapter. And now we're beginning to see Jacob a little bit. And so this evening what I want to see is we're seeing three great people of the Bible at their worst. Now, that's one thing about the Bible that's so true and so good, is the Bible always shows what people are really like. And we hear people like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all of these things, and, and Rebecca, and all that. And yet, uh, they do wrong. In fact, we're going to see that. In fact, Isaac knows what is right and does what is wrong. And we think about Isaac. I mean, he's the man. I promise from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob and on down. So Isaac knows what's right, but he does what's wrong. And then both Jacob and Rebecca. They want to do what is right, but they do it in a wrong way. So, it's pretty powerful. This evening, we're going to see secrecy and deceit. Jacob gets his brother's blessing. Now, if you talk to Jacob, Jacob's not supposed to have the blessing. That's the promise. But if you talk to Esau, he says, that's not right. I mean, my dad's going to give me the blessing. Even as we see Jacob and Esau and Rebekah all doing something wrong, we see that God still carries out his plan, even when people do wrong. In fact, God will accomplish His plans despite the sin of people. He's going to do what He wants to do. He's going to do His plan. This evening, we're seeing what I like to call sometimes the stolen blessing. We're seeing the sin and deceit and those kind of things. Let's start with a prayer, and then we'll get right into the passage. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, what a great night. Thanks for the music. Thanks for each one that is here. Just the fun time we have as we get to come together and study the Bible. Lord, thank You for the book of Genesis. The things that are there just so much Lord, thank you that just in any chapter that we study, there are great truths and principles that we can apply. We know the things that were written in the Old Testament were written for our instructions to help us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Savior. So, Lord, as we look at this, teach us things that we can apply now. Lord, we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, we just had a football game last night. I remember reading about a guy, his name was Roy, and he played football. It was a college football game, and he was on defense. And just then a fumble occurred, and the ball seemed to bounce right toward him as like a magnet. And he ran over and picked it up, and he began to run for the goal line. And he got hit really hard, and it spun him all the way around. And and he all of a sudden realized he was still on his feet. He still had the ball. And in the distance, he could see the goal line and open field. And so he took off running, and he was churning, and the crowd was roaring. And he he said, this is it. And it was before still first half of the ball game, and he thought, this is the way I put my team ahead. And he was racing toward the end zone. He could hear the shouting of his teammates and the roar of the crowd when suddenly he was tackled on the two-yard line. Didn't make didn't make it, but what a surprise when Roy realized the tackler was his own teammate. And all of a sudden, horror set in as Roy realized he was running the wrong way. That he had run to the wrong goal line, and from that day on, his nickname was Roy Wrong Way Regal, and he's kind of famous uh, what a lot of people don't know is he came back in the second half and did some great things, and they did win the game. He was, uh, he was doing a good thing, but he was doing it the wrong way. He thought he was going to score a touchdown. He went the wrong way. Sometimes we try to do good things, right things, but we might go about it in the wrong way. I want you to know that when I was in college, after I trusted Christ, uh, we had a guy on the football team with us. His, he was the starting tackle. And back in those days, he was 6'5", 250. That was big in those days. That's not that big nowadays, but in those days, that was big. And uh, he became a Christian, and he wanted others to believe too. And so what he would do is he wanted to do a right thing to witness to people, but he did it in the wrong way. Because what he would do is he would get them into his room, and he would shut the door, and he said, you're not coming out until you trust Christ. You know? <laughs> and there were some people he got in fights with. There were some people who would say, I believe, I believe. And then they would leave. They didn't know what to say. He was doing a right thing, maybe in the wrong way. Well, this evening we're going to see Jacob and Rebecca, his mother. They want to do a right thing, but they're doing it in the wrong way. And Jacob lives up to his name. What does the name Jacob mean? Deceiver. And that's what he is. And realize that we can do right things, but we can do them in a wrong way. Let me give you a review. Now remember, Abraham had a son. Abraham was promised that he would have a son. Abraham had a son, Isaac, when he was 100 years old. And then uh, Isaac got married when he was 40, and they had twins when he was 60 years old. And I want you to look back. Just turn a couple of pages back to chapter 25. Look at verse 22, and I want you to see something. This is Rebecca with the twins not yet born. Genesis 25 verse 22. The children struggled together within her, and she said, "If this is so, why am I this way? In other words, if everything's going fine, why, it, why is this problem?" So she went and inquired of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, "Now watch what He says. Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples will be separated from your body." And one people will be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. Now what we find out now, those two children, one was Jacob and the other Esau. Esau was the oldest one, and Jacob was the youngest one. They're twins, there's not much difference in them, but one is older and one is younger. And this was a prophecy that the older one would serve the younger. In other words, the younger one's going to get the blessing. The younger one is going to get everything. That's just the way it was. And find out that the younger the older would serve the younger. God's plan, the promises and the covenant, would be carried on through the youngest. Well, it was a little unusual. But that was the plan. Well, notice in chapter 25 where you are, beginning at verse 24, when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Just what God said. Now, the first one came forth red all over like a hairy garment. And they named him Esau. What does Esau mean? It means hairy. Now, he had a nickname. It was Edom. What does Edom mean? Red. Okay, so he was red and hairy. Okay? Afterwards, his brother came forth with his hand holding on to Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob, which means deceiver. It literally means to grab the heel. It means to trip somebody up. That's the idea, what the name means. Isaac was 60 years old when she gave birth to them. So they have these two boys. Now remember this. Two sons, Jacob and Esau. Esau's the older, but God had already told them that the blessing is going to come to Jacob, even though he's the younger one. That's the plan. Now, we got a little problem in the family. And here's the problem. Isaac is partial to Esau, his oldest son. And Rebekah is partial to Jacob, the younger son. And if you came to Isaac and said, Isaac, what's God's plan? Who's supposed to get the blessing? Isaac would say, well... Jacob's supposed to get the blessing, but I'd rather have Esau get it. Why? Well, Esau, he, he goes out and hunts. He's, he's a man's man. He's, he's my man. He's my man. Well, what about Jacob? Jacob likes to stay in the tents. Jacob was a quiet man, which actually meant a wise man. But he wasn't the same. So we got some problems in the family. God had chosen Jacob. The blessing would come to him. Now this evening, it's time for Isaac to pass on the blessing. Isaac goes to the oldest son, but God had already chosen Jacob. What happens? Well, Isaac knows what is right. He is to pass the blessing on to Jacob. But he does wrong because he plans to bless Esau. He is going contrary and directly against what he knows God wants him to do. Now this is the man who's one of the patriarchs because God chose Abraham and Abraham passed it on to Isaac and Isaac was passed it on to Jacob and Jacob was to pass it on technically on to Judah and we'll see how that fits a little bit later. Jacob and Rebekah, they want to do right. They want right because they know Jacob's supposed to have the blessing but they do wrong. They're going to steal the blessing. And as we study this passage, we realize we can do right things in the wrong way and we can do wrong things too and the end does not justify the means. What you have to do is trust God. Always. Trust God, always do what is right. Leave the end results to God. He's gonna work it out. He always does. Let me break down the passage for you, we're not gonna see the whole thing tonight, but uh, uh the first four verses is Isaac's desire. Isaac's desire is to bless Esau. He knows he knows right, but he does wrong. Then we're gonna see Rebecca's desire, that's verses five through seventeen. She wants Jacob to be blessed, because she, she thinks that's right, but that's the she's gonna do it in the wrong way. Okay? The third thing is Jacob's deceit. We're going to see that he dresses up, basically, to look like Esau. Now, they're two totally different boys. Well, they're grown men. They're not boys, but they're grown men. They're two totally different. They look different. We'll talk about it more in just a little bit. His deceit is to steal the blessing. We see what happens when Esau comes, his despair, because he misses out on the blessing. And we see the consequences of the whole thing. And then, by the way, no matter how this thing comes out, there's going to always be consequences when you do wrong. Always consequences. When you do wrong, this evenings God's will will be done in spite of the sin of people, so as we begin, let me, let me remind you of the family. we see a family split when we look in the Bible and you see Abraham and Sarah, you think, "Oh, they just loved each other. It was so great. Then you see Isaac and Rebecca, and you say, "Oh, they just loved each other, weren't they the greatest?" And you think that people in the Bible that they were fine, but this family was a mess. You say Isaac and Rebekah were a mess. Yes, they were. We see some problems. Uh, a family is split. Each one's doing their own thing. There's division and deceit. Let me show you some of the problems in the family. First of all, there's partiality. Listen to this. You don't have to turn there. This is chapter 25. And this is verse 28 where it says this. Now Isaac loved Esau because he had a taste for a game, but Rebecca loved Jacob. There's partiality. There's partiality. I talked to a person the other day. And they said to me, I know you're not supposed to have favorites, but I love this child the most. That's what, that's what she said to me. That's what he's supposed to have favorites. You may, you may treat him a little differently because everybody's different. But see, there's partiality here because if you said to, to Isaac, who do you really love? Well, I love Esau. He's my man. If you said to Rebecca, who do you really love? She'd say, I love Jacob. I love Jacob. So they got problems. Second thing, there's no communication. Do you know Isaac doesn't sit down and say, you know, it's time for the blessing. Here's what we're to do. Rebecca doesn't talk to him. She doesn't go to him and say, uh, I understand you're thinking about blessing Esau, but remember you're supposed to bless Jacob because that's God's plan. She doesn't talk at all. And the third thing, there's deceit in line in the whole thing. Everybody's going behind each other's backs. So let's see what happens. Look at verse 1 of chapter 27. Now it came about... When Isaac was old and his eyes were too dim to see that he called his older son Esau and said to him my son and he said to him here I am now I want you to notice a few things here first of all he says when Isaac was old and and his eyes were too dim to see he's got to the point he can't see he's blind he's, he's become blind you know you don't always think about that but he he's blind in, in the latter years of his life he can't see but he's so he decides that I think it's time to go ahead and carry out the blessing. Because normally what would happen at a certain time, especially when the father thought that it was maybe close to his time to die, he would bring in the children. He would take the oldest son. He would give him the blessing, the double portion, everything, because that's what the oldest son got. And then he would do stuff for the younger son or the next son or whatever sons that he had. But the blessing was usually passed on to the oldest son. Well, now, it's time. And... Isaac is prepared to do this thing. Notice, it came about that and Isaac was old, and his eyes were too dim to see that he called his older son Esau and said to him, My son, he said, Here I am. Isaac said, Behold now, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. If you look in the Scripture, do you know how, because we knew this happens, this, this day, he's going to bless. He thinks he's going to bless Esau, he's going to bless Jacob. How long do you think he lives after this? 43 years. (laughs) He does. He thinks it's, he thinks it's his time to go. So he brings him in and says, look, I don't know. Behold now, I'm old. I don't know the time of my death. Here's what I want you to do. Now please take your gear, your quiver and your bow and go out to the field and hunt game for me and prepare a savory dish for me as I love and bring it to me that I may eat. Now watch what he says. So that my soul may bless you before I die. He said, go out, hunt the food that I like. You know, go get me an animal, go kill an animal, the one that I love, and bring it in and you fix it and we'll eat it and we'll have a little party. Now, I want you to notice something. That normally when it was time for the blessing, it was an entire family event. The whole family was brought in. But there's no family event here. Why? Because Isaac doesn't want what? He doesn't want anybody to know what he's doing. Why? Because who is he supposed to bless? Jacob. But he tells Esau, you go out in the field, you get, a, you get an animal, bring it back, fix it, we'll eat, we'll have a great time. And my soul, notice what he says, my soul will bless you before I die. Let's think about the blessings there. The older son, first of all, had the birthright, which was a double portion in the priesthood. That's what a birthright was, got the double portion of the priesthood. And then there was a blessing that went with it as well, which dealt with his future. We know that that's the way it was. The oldest son had those advantages. That's why it was always, the, in a family, you'd say, who's the older son? There he is. Well, he's got the double portion. He got twice as much as everybody else. If there were three of them, he, they, they divided it into fourths, and he got two fourths, one fourth, one fourth. That's how they did it. If there were two of them, they divided it into thirds. He got two thirds, then he got one third. That's just the way they did it. Got the double portion, got the priesthood of the family, because up at this point in time, the, the, the head of the family, the father, is the, is the priest of the family. And then the blessing. Now, in this case, a blessing in any normal family might be, Oh, son, I pray that God will really bless you and take care of you. In this family, the blessing is the promise and the covenants from God, from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. So it's big time. This is big blessing. So he says, Go out there and do that so that my soul may bless you before I die. Now, remember Esau, this man, has been called a godless man. He has already sold his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of soup. You remember? He sold the birthright away. Because he came in and he was about to starve and Jacob was cooking food and Esau said, let me some of that. And he said, no. Nah. He said, look, I gotta have some. I'm gonna die. He said, okay, give me your birthright. He said, well, what good's a birthright if you're gonna starve to death? I'll do it. And he swapped it out right there. Now, you think he would have died from not eating that meal? No. He's godless. He only sees for the present. He didn't see any of the future idea. The God before the birth declared that Jacob would get the blessing. Isaac's plan? To bless Esau. In spite. In spite of God's word. He knows what the word of God says. In spite of Esau's disregard for spiritual things. Genesis 25-34 talks about the fact that he was godless. He didn't care about spiritual things. And then in spite of the fact that... Esau is in intermarriage with pagan women. And it's been a, a real source of grief to the family. Isaac knows what is right, but he plans to do what is wrong. You ever done that before? The most of the times that you do wrong, you're, you know what's right, right? Everybody shakes their head. We all say, yeah, we, we do it. We often say, you know, uh What's right? We know what's right, but we do that. Listen, I've had people come to my office, and, I, and they say to me, I know, I know this is wrong, and I know what the Bible says, but I'm going to do it anyway because I think God wants me to be happy. And I usually tell them, no, he wants you to be holy, not happy. You can be happy, you can be have the joy of the Lord, but he wants you to be holy, he wants you to live righteously. If had people say, you know, I know it's wrong to cheat on my income tax, but the government takes too much money anyway. I know it's wrong to have sex outside marriage, but everybody else does it anyway. I know gossip is wrong, but did you hear what happened too? We all do it. We know what's right, and we do what is wrong. Isaac is planning to go against what he knows God's plan now he prepares he's going to prepare to bless esau he does it in secret as i said well ago normally it's a big deal but it's not a big deal he's doing this behind everybody's back what will rebecca do now we see rebecca's desire now remember before the birth she knew she knew god had already told her the younger is going to get the blessing she wants to do the right things she know that jacob is supposed to get the blessing but instead it's going to esau and boy she uh she doesn't want that to happen notice what happens verse five Rebecca was listening while Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for the game to bring home, Rebecca said to her son, Jacob, behold, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau saying, I want to stop for a second. She's listening? What do you mean she's listening? How did she hear this? She's probably behind the tent listening to what's going on. Now, was Isaac supposed to do all this in secret? No. But what is she doing? She's listening. And so she calls in her son and says, listen, I just heard what your father said. Let me tell you what he said. Behold, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau saying, look at verse 7, bring me some game and prepare a savory dish for me that I may eat and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. She says, listen, I just heard what your father's going to do and he's going to do something he's not supposed to do. He's going to go against the deal. God has already said, Jacob, you're supposed to have the blessing and now Isaac wants to give it to Esau. we got to stop this. What should she have done? What do you think she should have done? You think she should have what? You think she should have gone into him and said, hey, hey, hey. What do you think you're doing anyway? I think that's part of it. She should have gone in and probably not, hey, 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 but probably should have gone in and said, oh, my wonderful husband of many, many years. What's God's plan for our children? Yeah. She should trust God. She should trust God. God will accomplish His plan. She takes matters into her own hands. What should she have done? She'd probably gone to Isaac. She should remind him of the promises. Well, look what happens. Verse 8. Now, therefore, my son, listen to me as I command you. She's doing the commanding. She's doing the orders. Who's supposed to give the orders in the family? Huh? The the man, yeah, Isaac is. She's giving the orders. Here's what she says. Go now to the flock and bring me two choice young goats from there that I may prepare them as savory dish for your father such as he loves. Go get the animals. I'm going to fix them for your dad. Then you shall bring it to your father that he may eat so that he may, notice, bless you before his death. Is it right that Isaac blesses Jacob? You have to think for a minute, is it right that Isaac blesses Jacob? Of course it is. That's the plan. Is Isaac planning to bless Jacob? No, he's planning to bless Esau. She says, we're going to sneak this thing in, right? We're going to sneak it in. Is that right? Is it the right thing in the wrong way? It's the right thing in the wrong way. Doing the right thing in the wrong way, getting the blessing by lying and deception. You think that's right? The end does not justify as the means. It's not right to do wrong. We must do what's right and trust God to deal with the outcome. So watch what Jacob does. Now, what's Jacob's nickname? I mean, his name is a deceiver. Has he deceived anybody yet? Tricked his brother, didn't he? Tricked his brother right out of... But, but you know, that's him. He said, look, if Esau didn't care about his birthright any more than a bowl of soup, that's good enough for me. So watch what he says. Jacob answered his mother, Rebecca, Behold, Esau, my brother's a hairy man, and I'm a smooth man. What do you mean he's a hairy man? Do you think he's really hairy? He's really hairy. When he came out as a baby, what did he look like? He was hairy all over and what? Red. I mean, I imagine a lot of people went, now that's a hairy baby. That's a hairy baby right there. That's That baby's got a lot of hair. That baby's got hair everywhere. In fact, we're going to find out in a little bit. She's going to take some, you know, from animal and put right there so when the dad touches, he'll feel all this hair and think it's Jacob. I mean, think it's uh, Esau. Watch. Jacob said, Answered his mother, Rebecca. Behold, he saw my brother is a hairy man and I'm a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me and then I'll be as a deceiver in his sight and I will bring upon myself a curse and not a blessing. He said, what if I get in there and daddy finds out who I am and, I, and I, he sees I'm tricking him and he says, oh, okay, if that's what you're going to do, and then he's going to curse me. And instead of getting a blessing, I get a curse. I don't want a curse, I want a blessing. Notice this: the downfall, the downward spiral has begun. Jacob's now considers doing wrong, but the problem is not doing wrong. The problem is, what if he gets caught doing wrong? He's not so worried now that I'm going to do something wrong. He's saying, "What if, as I do this wrong thing, I get caught and it ends up being worse for me?" He's not concerned about going against God and about lying. He's just concerned about that he may get caught. Wrong is wrong, by the way, even if everybody else does it. That's just something we've got to remember because our culture will tell us certain things are right and certain things are wrong and you know what things are right and wrong and the culture will tell you it's not wrong, you know it's wrong. But his mother, verse 13, his mother said to him, your curse be on me, my son, Obey only obey my voice and go and get them from me. She said, well, let the curse call on me. Maybe if he does curse you, we'll, we'll make it go on me because I'm the one behind all of this. I want you to remember those words. Let it fall on me. Why is she saying let it fall on me? Because I'm the one planning this. She says, obey my voice. At the end of the chapter, when everything is unraveling, she says something about like, well, because of what you've done, Isaac, you know, I mean, uh, Jacob, because of what you've done, that's what she tells him. He could look back at her and say, I thought you were the one going to take the curse. I thought you were the one that was going to get the blame on this thing. She says, the curse will be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go and get them from me. So what does he do? He went out and got them and brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garments of Esau, her elder son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. She put on his clothes. She said, here, put on your brother's clothes. Now, they smell different. Jacob stayed around the house. Esau stayed outside has a different smell. You know how things smell when they're from outside and from inside. that just has a different smell. And so she said, put on your brother's clothes. She didn't tell him put on the brother's clothes so he could see it because he what? Can't see it. But so he could smell it. It's a different smell. Rebecca took the best garments of Esau, her elder son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of young goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Elmer's glue-all, and she glued them there. Now, I don't know what she did, but she put him there and back there because she knew that the father's going to reach up and grab his son like that, and he's going to touch the back of his neck. And Jacob is smooth, and Esau is all hairy. And so she put the goat skin back there with all the hair on it. She put the hair right in there so that when he touched his son, he would say, oh, that's a lot of hair. That must be, that's got to be Esau. That's the plan. Here's what else she did. She also gave him the savory food and the bread which she had made to her son Jacob. Well, she gave him the food. Listen, he dressed like Esau, he felt like Esau, he had food like Esau. The problem was it was Jacob. I mean, think about it. Dressed like Esau, felt like Esau, had food like Esau, but it was Jacob, deceiver the truth is that god said that jacob would be blessed if god said is jacob jacob is going to be blessed do you think jacob is going to be blessed he is she should have trusted they should have trusted they've done some wrong things let me tell you there are going to be consequences from this event that will go the rest of their lives We'll talk about it when we get to the end of the chapter, which will be next week. Well, let's see what happens. Let's look at the lies. Then he came to his father and said, my father. And he said, here I am. Who are you, my son? Notice what he says. Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Get up, please, sit and eat of my game that you may bless me. He's lied. He said, I'm Esau. He, he He's Jacob. So he starts off with a lie. Now you want to see the second lie? Watch the second lie. It's amazing. Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have so quickly, have it so quickly, my son? And he said, Look what he says, because the Lord your God caused it to happen to me. He's bringing God in on the lie. He says, God brought it about for me. God basically saying, God caused me to go find the animals really fast and kill them and bring them in. Martin Luther said, Jacob goes from bad to worse. It's enough to lie. But to bring God in on the lie? Many wicked things have been done in the name of the Lord. Is that right? There have been a lot of bad things done in the name of God. Here he's lying and said, Oh, how would you get it so fast? I got it fast because God blessed me. God caused it to happen. I've seen people do things and then want to say, God told me to do that. God said that's what I'm supposed to do. Well, look what happens. Isaac said to Jacob, please come close that I may feel you, my son, whether you're really my son Esau or not. Why do you think? Why do you think he's going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You better come so I can feel you to see if you're Esau. Why would he be doing that? What do you think? What do you, I heard somebody say that. Why? His voice, right? Did you say voice? Did y'all say his voice? Yeah, because who's talking? It's pretty hard to change your voice. Hello, you can't do I mean you just can't do it, right? You can't change it. And Jacob is talking and, and, and Isaac is going, you know who that sounds like? That doesn't sound like Esau at all. It sounds like Jacob. Come here, my son, so that I may feel you. That's exactly the same exact words that uh that uh, Jacob had said earlier, what if he feels me and finds out? He says, come here, my son, that I may feel you to see whether you're really my son Esau or not. So Jacob came close to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and he said, look, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. Wow. How come to the hands of Esau? They have got goat skin all over him. He thinks something's not right. You know, when you lie. Sometimes you have to keep on what? Lying. Oh, what a tangle web we deceive when we practice to deceive. I mean, that whole idea of what do we always do. C.S. Lewis says a little lie is like being a little pregnant. It's no such thing as a little lie. A lie is a lie. Wrong is wrong. Look what he says. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. Now not only started to bless him, but he probably said, "Oh, bless you, my son." And he said, "Are you really, my son, Esau?" And he said, "What? That's the third lie, isn't it? The third lie. It just keeps growing. Once we start, you have to keep covering up. That's why the best thing to do is never lie. Uh, ask Des Bryant whether he should have lied or not. right? We want him to play. But he lied three different times. It probably would have gone okay if he had just told the truth on the front end. And that's the same for all of us. When something comes down to it and they say, Did you do that? You might as well say, Yes, I did it. You know, I blew it. Sometimes we do wrong and we don't want to admit it that we do wrong. He keeps lying. So he said, Bring it to me and I will eat of my son's game that I may bless you. That's the whole plan, that I may bless you. And he brought it to him and he ate. And he also brought him wine and he drank. Now this is going, it looks like it's going great. Then look what he says. So his father Isaac said to him, Please come close and kiss me, my son. Why does he want to do that? He's still, he's still wondering, is this the right son? So he came close and kissed him. And when he smelled the smell of his garments, he blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. He said, it's got to be him because it smells like him. We're not saying it's a bad smell. We're just saying it's an outdoor smell. It's a, it's a different smell than a person who stays indoors. The blessing. This goes back all the way. Notice he says, uh, this is going to be the blessing, and, and this goes all the way back. From Abraham, When God gave the blessing to Abraham and it was going to be passed on down through his family and Abraham gave it to Isaac and Isaac now is supposed to give it to Jacob. Notice what this says. Isaac wants to give it to Esau, but God's plan was to give it to Jacob. You realize Isaac is going to give it to Jacob without even knowing he's giving it to Jacob. He's going to end up doing what God has for him to do even though he doesn't even know he's doing it. When he gives this blessing in the next two verses, which that's where we're going to stop, he actually thinks... He's giving it to Esau. God's plan was him to give it to Jacob, and he's going to give it to Jacob. Let me tell you, God's plan's going to happen. Don't you think that happened? Don't you think God's plan is going to happen no matter what you do? God's a sovereign God. He's working all things according to the counsel of his will, and all of your actions, plans, decisions will fit into his perfect plan. Now, you'll be responsible for your decisions and your choices, but it fits in his perfect plan. Can't stop the plans of God. If it could, he's not God. Verse 28, now watch the blessing. Now may God give you of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and an abundance of grain and new wine. What he's really saying is may God just give you a whole bunch of stuff. May you be rich. May you just have all kind of great thing and food and grain and grapes and everything else. May peoples, notice, peoples, people groups is what he's saying, serve you. Wow. And nations bow down to you. This is the promises. Is that what's going to happen? Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to Judah, to David, to Jesus Christ. Will every nation bow down? Well, even under David, did did all the known nations of the world come before him? He was the king, the foreshadow of the Messiah. Notice this, be master of your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you who's he referencing there he's really saying and may jacob come under you That's jacob how would you like to be jacob you know that that god has promised you this is what your mom and th- this is what they told you god has promised that the blessing will come through you and the whole world's going to be blessed through you and the messiah is going to come through you and you're going to be a great people group coming through you and yet you're there pretending to be your brother and your your father is actually telling that you're gonna bow to hell, and that's what the that's what the blessing is gonna be. Look what happens. Cursed be those who curse be those who curse you, and blessed be those who bless you. Does that sound familiar? That's Genesis chapter twelve, verse three. I'll bless those that bless you and I'll curse those that curse you. That's the promise to the nation of Israel. You understand that the descendants of Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to Judah and on down, the twelve tribes on down, the Jewish people, God will always bless those that bless them and they will curse those that curse them. That's what it says. That's what always happen. What has happened to nations who have attempted to destroy the Jewish people? Always going to be judgment. Always has been. Always will be. Wow. The mother's sons, the blessings, the service, he was giving it to the older, but it's really the younger. The cursing and the blessing is the same that God gave to Abraham, now to Isaac, and now to Jacob. The promises and the blessings of the covenant. Now, I want you to see this, that God's will, God will accomplish His will even with man's sin. Who's sinning in this passage? All of them are sinning. Rebecca's sinning because she's went behind her husband's back and they're lying. And Jacob is sinning because he's gone in there pretending to be Isaac. I mean, to, to, pretending to be Esau. And Isaac is sinning because he knows he's directly going against what God told him to do. Isaac is doing what God planned even without knowing it. Now I want you to see one thing. This is next week. But I want you to look at verse 33, because after he's blessed, Jacob, Esau comes in. But I want you to see something when Isaac realizes what he's done. Verse 33, then Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was he that hunted the game and brought it to me so that I ate of it all before you came and blessed him? Who was it? It was Jacob. And notice what he says, yes, and he shall be blessed. He knows he can't change it. What he's thinking in his mind is, I tried to go against God, but I still did exactly what God wanted me to do, no matter what. It's powerful truths. They wanted to do the right thing in the wrong way. Jacob is going to leave. Esau will return, and the entire plan will fall apart. You know when you can see Jacob leaving taking all that stuff off and saying, We did it! We did it! And then here comes Esau in saying, Hey, hey, Dad, I got the food. Dad goes, Who are you? Who are you? I've I've already done a blessing. And all of a sudden, they realize what has happened. Let me ask you something. You know, the the, the husband and wife, Isaac and Rebecca. they've not been doing so pretty good, right? Do you think this incident is going to really help their marriage? I don't think so. Yeah, question. Maybe I'm a brother to the of the forward, were there no lawyers in this country? It's, why could he not change what he did when he realized what had happened? Why could who not change? Isaac. Isaac can't change it because the blessing he knew that the bless he knew that the blessing was supposed to go to Jacob. He was kind he was doing wrong. Okay. And then when he got caught, he actually said, I was doing wrong, but I ended up doing right. So I can't change it. If he'd have done what was right, he would have never done it the wrong way to begin with. And they're not. This is this is not a. Uh, yeah. Well, everything's verbal. Yeah. There's yeah, except when they kill animal and walk in between it and all that stuff. Yeah. The bottom line is this is the family. This is the family blessing. And when the blessing was given, the blessing was given. I mean, we're going to see next week that Esau uh, kept saying, "Do you not have one more blessing? Maybe I throw out a little blessing for me. How about just a side blessing? Anything for me?" And we'll see what he says. It's a very powerful truth. It's a sad... I mean, this is one of the saddest stories in the Bible because... Now, let me say something to you. When we read this next week and Esau comes in, we're all going to go, Poor old Esau. You don't feel sorry for Esau. Esau's a godless man. Esau did not care anything about the blessing... Or his birthright. Didn't care about anything, spiritual, anything. Look, the promises that are going from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, those are the promises dealing with the Messiah and the Savior of the world. And we got it, we got a, a guy, Esau, who could care less about any of that. So when we read it next week and we go, mm, Poor old Esau. Don't feel sorry for Esau. Esau, for a cup of soup, gave away his birthright. Yeah, right? Were you going to say something, Hazel? Huh? Well, Esau wasn't deceiving. Esau just thought, I'm going to get something I'm not supposed to get. Because you're right. He was coming in there knowing that he was getting the blessing, but everybody knew that the promised blessing was supposed to go to Jacob. So Esau, you're right, Esau was saying, I'm going to end up coming out okay on this deal after all. Yeah. So they, were all they all were. That's why I said that this passage, this chapter is one of the worst in the Bible as far as seeing people... Do things wrong. By the way, I said there are consequences. You know, toward the end of the passage, you're going to probably see this. I mean, we'll read it next week. But do you realize that Esau wants to kill Jacob, right? I mean, what do you think? So what does Rebecca do? She's going to send what? She's going to send Jacob away to go live with her brother for a while. How long does that for a while last? Do you know? over 20 years, she never sees her son again. Never sees him again. You remember what she said at the first part? She said, I don't want to... Well, at the very end of the chapter, she says, I don't want to lose both my sons at one time. She loses them both at one time because of the deceit. Esau goes one way, Jacob goes another. She never sees Jacob again. Never. Never. Does she live longer than Isaac? Uh Uh-uh. She never sees him again. I mean, then Isaac, oh, I don't know. I, I'm off the top of my head, I can't remember. Like for 40, years, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, there's no telling what she put in his food. <laughs> since he can't see. No, that is not hot sauce in there. No, that is not hot sauce in there. What have we seen? Problems within the family. Isaac wants to bless Esau, not Jacob. Rebecca and Jacob trick Isaac. Isaac blesses Jacob. I mean, it's just a mess. Let me give you a couple of applications. First of all, deal with problems within our families. Look at the passage. We see, what do we see? We see favoritism. No communication. We see lying. That's what you see all through that. How do we deal with this? Well, we have to be truthful with each other. We have to communicate with each other. We have to love each other. We have to love our children equally. Listen, the church is a family. And you know what you got to do? We gotta not show favoritism. We gotta have communication. We gotta not lie to each other. If you got a problem with somebody in the body, go to them. Listen, this is this is, the, this is the simplest thing, if we could just do that, because the Bible tells us, but if there's something you don't like, something about a person you don't like, or somehow they bothered you, it rubbed you the wrong way, which we all do, and First Peter 4 says, let love cover over a multitude of sins, that's one of the best things we could do, is just let love cover, because we all going to mess up with each other, but if one of us messes up, and you don't like it, and you can't let love cover, and you need to deal with it, go directly to the person, don't go to other people and tell them how this person did you wrong, or or how do you don't like what they do? Go to the person directly. Solve the problems directly. That's what you're supposed to do. Second, trust and obey God in our daily lives. In this passage, all three of them, in fact, if you think about it, we haven't got to, we haven't got to um, Esau yet. We really had not got him. But he's doing wrong too. He's going out getting the food, thinking I'm coming back and getting the blessing I'm not supposed to have. But in this whole passage, all of them disobey God's word. Now, here's something that we know. Realize we are capable of any sin. Listen, we say that all the time. And some of you in this room do not believe that. You don't believe it. You don't believe you would murder. You don't believe you'd commit adultery. You don't believe you would lie. You don't believe you'd do it. You'd think, I wouldn't do that. You're capable of any sin. You put you in the wrong place at the wrong time, you'll do the wrong thing. If you do not think you're capable, you're going to set yourself up, take heed lest you think you stand, you fall. You're capable of anything. That's when we have to guard our hearts. We have to guard our lives. We have to build strong relationships. We have to do all the right things because we're capable of any sin. So realize we're capable. And second is we must obey God's Word and trust Him with the outcome. You have to. I mean... I mean, Rebecca should have just gone in to Isaac and said, Honey, you know that God said from the very beginning that it's going through Jacob. From Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. We need to do what God said is right. And let me tell you, if he then was going to do something wrong, she's out of the picture, she's not done anything wrong, and she has to trust God that he will work it out. And he would have. There's no doubt about it. He worked it out anyway. He worked it out with all of them doing wrong. He still came out to be exactly what he promised. Because everything that he does comes to pass. He we must know... Abraham yeah. did not know, uh, Isaac did not know, that Jacob had Esau's birthright. Yeah, he knew it. So he knew that. Yeah, he already knew that. Because even at the end of the passage, uh, he talks about how he, he said, well, he already got your birthright. Well, yeah. No, no, no. The birthright and the blessing were actually two different things. Even though the oldest son got all three of those things, the birthright had the uh, priesthood and the double portion connected with it, while the blessing was basically the future promises. Now, when the blessings are coming from somebody like Abraham to Isaac to Jacob on down, those are prophetic promises which really have eternal results, and since God made those promises. Well, as we seek, may we seek to be loving and open families, May we obey and trust God in the events and circumstances of our lives. Well, let me pray. We'll open up for any questions. Heavenly Father, what a great night. Thank you for the passage, Lord. There's just so much there. Uh, help us to understand it, Lord. We want to deal with problems within families. We want to have uh, do that. But we want to trust you, Lord. We know that that we're capable of falling. We're capable of doing anything. So, Lord, we just ask you that you'd protect us, that we would do wisely, we would do what's right, we'd live by the Word, we'd have, we would uh, uh, build our relationships and, and have those people that will help us be accountable so that we won't get ourselves into things that are wrong and we'll do what is right. Thank you, Lord, for these truths. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.